Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. Here is a toast to the weekend and to another episode of Vodka Melonade. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> I am having a glass of, it's funny, I blame my mom because she put me onto this. It's um, just Smirnoff, pink lemonade Smirnoff. And um, she used some other juice, I think, a Simply Mango something, tropical something. But I like to put the Minute Maid Peach Punch with it. It is so good. Um, I swore I would never drink Smirnoff again. Smirnoff is the alcohol that I spent my 21st birthday with. And (laughs) I slept in the bathroom wrapped around the toilet the entire night. So that's like that alcohol that when you get a whiff of it, it just takes you back to like your worst drunken night. And you just, you just, you just, it just makes you sick to your stomach. (laughs) So I've avoided it all this time, but this one tastes really good. Just need a little bit. And then, you know, I add a little bit of a mixer. I don't know what I was doing with it on my 21st birthday, but I can, I can handle this version a little bit better. (laughs) It's funny. It feels like taboo to be drinking this mixed cocktail right now while I'm doing this show because vodka melonade is actually like something that I, um, would make at home like a little concoction it's nothing groundbreaking but I would make it so I make it for you know friends and I remember making it for like my boyfriend at the time when I made it up or started making it rather and you know my mom liked it family liked it It was good and basically it's just uh, Tito's vodka um, any kind of a white claw um, like whatever your favorite one is, they all kind of taste the same. So it doesn't really make too much of a difference. Um, and then simply lime aid, not lemonade. No, you need to get the lime aid specifically. So you just kind of mix it to your taste, stir it up and it's so good. And it's like, I never got sick, never felt hungover the next day. It just, you know, it's like a little light buzz depending on how much you make and, you know, a big bottle of Tito's lasts forever and um that's what a vodka melonade is and I liked it because it was a play on my name obviously um play on vodka soda um and I I don't know I just I don't don't know where I came up with it it's like I said it's not um inventing the wheel or fire (laughs) but um I enjoy it so next time I grab myself a glass I'll make sure it's my actual concoction but I haven't made actual vodka melonade in a while I don't know what this would be called but it's pretty damn tasty So naturally, a week can't go by without a little bit of drama for myself, because what is my life but a sitcom? (laughs) On Monday, 
I wake up and I peruse my phone as I do. I check my Gmail and lo and behold, there's another email from Rachel. I think I've been calling her my father's fiance. So I don't know if it was a couple of weeks ago. I was just talking about how his fiance, you know, he and I have no relationship. This is like the first time you're tuning in. Uh, for whatever reason, my father and I don't have a relationship. Um, and his fiance recently reached out to me to try to, you know, be a good fiance, win fiance of the year award, I guess, and try to connect my father and I. So she and I had a brief discussion and, you know, I just had to tell her what was what because I'm just not interested. Um, she reached back out and she sent me an email and I'm going to read it line for line. She goes, just dropping you a line to say hello wishing you and your family a safe and happy thanksgiving did i mention to you about your dad he's legally blind and disabled i pray you have a change of heart and say hello to him he will be happy and you will make his holiday season for him sent from yahoo mail on android that's a whole nother issue right so i didn't say anything i didn't respond i feel like silence is the best thing to do here but my first inclination you know as a um natural born sarcastic asshole was to write her back you know because she's like oh he you know did you know he's blind and disabled I wanted to write her back and be like (gasps) he's blind and disabled this changes everything Rachel I'm on my way like obviously I know this like I've known this before you did but I wanted to just be like a mega brat and just be like oh my god like I didn't know that like yeah psych I knew that but nice try nice try back to the drawing board you go and (laughs) that was like my first instinct but I had to stop myself because I'm like no I don't I don't want to do that but then I got pissed off because she's painting this picture like I'm just being so mean and I'm like holding my you know love for my father hostage or something and you know making it like oh you would just really make his holiday and then I got angry I'm like I wanted to tell her like look like I can't recall a single birthday Thanksgiving Christmas New Year's Easter 4th of July Groundhog Day St. Patrick's Day, any kind of day like that where I ever heard from him, received any kind of greeting card, phone call, gift, pigeon mail, nothing from him to make my holiday, to make my birthday. So why in the fuck would I reach out to him to try to make his? Like the the like audacity of this woman, it's like I could give a shit about how he feels or what would make his holiday season I don't care so I wanted to like really get in her ass and subsequently his ass and respond but I was like you know what I don't I don't want to respond with anger or anything I feel like the first time I wrote back to her I was very polite I kept it neutral and I kept it pushing but now she's about to piss me off and I'm glad she didn't call me because you know with the email it was a bit of a buffer and I had time to like think about it and and really think about how I wanted to respond but had she called me or like texted me left me a message I might have just been a little quicker to to pull the trigger on you know my primal instincts to be a bitch (laughs) 
but I didn't. And I, I just, I didn't want to give her, not that I care what she thinks. I absolutely do not. But I didn't want to give her any reason to be like, oh, see, she's, she's, she's a mean, you know, young lady. That's, that's why they don't have a relationship. You know, she's, she's, she's rude and she's angry and blah, blah. Like, I, I didn't even want to fuel that fire or take the chance of feeling that fire. So I'm like, I think just silence is the best way to deal with it. Um, and I'm very proud of my restraint. Cause like I said, I almost said you mother, like <laughs> my thumbs were ready. My thumbs were ready, <laughs> but I had to hold back. And I just, I really feel like a major grown up for taking the high road because she's really trying to play this card of like, oh god he's disabled he's blind like yeah i knew that this isn't he didn't just become blind he's legally blind but mind you and you know disabled because of it it's like this didn't just happen this year you know what i mean um this has been i mean i met him back in like 2013 or something like and years prior to that this was already the case for him <laughs> so her trying to pull that card it doesn't elicit any kind of emotion um or sympathy from me i don't know what she's expecting especially when i already told her maybe i gave her too much hope maybe she needs me to go off and then that'll let her know like i mean business like i i, I don't know but for now i'm happy with how i played it but that's how my week started and i was just like she has big balls this lady okay i'll give her that but i also kind of feel sorry for her because i feel like you know i don't i feel like he's probably feeding her all kinds of like random sob stories about how he wants us to connect and how he wishes things were different blah 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 like who knows what kind of a bullshit web he's spinning over there <laughs> you know so i mean it feels like a bit of a manipulation like i'm sure she looks at him like just this sad old sick man who just wants to have a relationship with his firstborn and she's trying to do what she can you know what I mean I mean but I mean like if blue you know didn't have a relationship with someone in his family I don't think I'd go behind his back and try to facilitate anything but I'd you know if he was really upset by it and it was hurting him like yeah I, I could see how I might want to try to try to encourage that or do what I can to kind of help him because I care about him but you know it, she's just taking it too far and I feel like my dad knows the truth I know the truth I told her the truth and she keeps pushing it I don't think she's gonna get off so easy a third time because you know the mask is gonna come off if it, if it happens a third time and that's that's just what it is <laughs> and I'm gonna tell her what's what but you know that ugh, let me take another sip <laughs> anyway moving on <laughs> later on in the week um you know once it was confirmed that uh karen bass she won mayor of la after everybody voted um and they finally you know calculated everything which is a huge win you know it, it's 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 record-breaking it's it's ceiling shattering it's 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 awesome right and you know once you know the news started coming out it you know and a little buzz went over the office or whatever and see this is why you can't talk about everything at work I don't care 
what kind of a family environment there is, how good you guys get along. Like there's just certain things, politics being one of them, that you just you just you just shouldn't bring it up. Okay. Um, I know there's a couple. There's a there's. I don't know. I was just kind of disappointed in two specific coworkers. Um, one in particular, really, a male coworker of mine. So, first of all, one of my other coworkers, she just said, "Oh wow, she won! She won!" And this guy goes, he was like, "Who won? Who who won? What are you talking about? Who who who? Like what?" And he she was like, "Karen, you know, Karen Bass. She won uh, mayor of L.A." And he was like, a female? A female one mayor? And he was like, huh. He had this look on his face. And I'm looking like, female? Like, like what, where is this going? You know? And I I couldn't help myself. I was like, what's wrong with that? And he was like, he was like, he was like, no comment. <sighs> he was like, no comment. And he looked like he just heard an asteroid was coming towards Earth. That's how you know upset and disappointed he looked and first of all his response sounds to me like he didn't vote like just the vibe like he didn't even know what we were talking about he was like what like mayor like like he didn't even realize an election was going on he's a grown-ass man so that was the first like ick right but two to be like a female one and then to seemingly have an issue with it like what year are we living in you know I was just flabbergasted I didn't press it I didn't ask any further questions another co-worker kind of seemed to share a sentiment a female co-worker at that that they weren't too happy with the results but it's like now look a democracy is what it is you can vote for who you want to you can you know have your own beliefs you can make your own decisions about who you want in leadership that's why we vote may the best man or woman win right you can make your decision based on policy you know what I mean if you're not with her because of her policies or you know the way she handles things maybe you weren't happy with her as a representative before all this you know, whatever, like that's your prerogative. If you have like a really informed reason why you don't agree with her being elected and maybe you voted another way, that's completely your right. Like that's why we vote because you have the opportunity to try to put who you find capable of the job in the office. So, but to just be like, oh, she's a female. What, what, freaking time are we living in right now where that's even an issue and I know people think like that I know there are sexist pigs in the world who for no other reason than you know her anatomy and you know her being a woman like they have an issue with it and I but I've never seen it up close you know what I mean and I've never heard someone openly that's why people are just too goddamn comfortable in that office it's like not every thought or whatever needs to be said out loud like I don't I don't need to know this about you because it really kind of altered my vision of him and, and my other coworker. I'm like are you serious it's like like I said if you have a real concrete you know reason politically why you don't agree with her being elected fine I can't really argue that but just because you don't want a woman there, what does that have to do with literally anything? I was just very disgusted by that. Um, 
I guess it doesn't matter because she's in there now. So that's uh, it's just that just really gave me the ick. Like it made me like sick to my stomach to see like a grown man well over 50 just saying something like that. You know, a man who's married and has daughters and a granddaughter. It's like, what what does that say about you? Ugh. I was just very disgusted. And then for the other female, you know, you would think she would be like, you know, girl power or or something like that. But I didn't really, (laughs) like I said, I didn't prod or ask more questions. So I don't really know. But the overlining, you know, issue between the both of them was that she was a woman. And I was just very shocked by that. So I don't know if any of you have experienced, you know, work environments where people just get way too comfortable talking about certain things, but I find in my office, it can kind of go off the rails with how comfortable people are, and I learn a lot about people I have no business knowing, and, um, you know, them being sexist is one of those things I wish I didn't know. (laughs) Speaking of sexist, let's bash another man on my podcast. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Kind of. Well, I'm not going to bash him, but I just wanted to talk about something um, that kind of crossed my mind the other day. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, that was so wrong. Okay, so everybody, well, not everybody knows, but if you're, you know, you've been listening and you know me, like, you know, I'm in a relationship right now. Um, he and I met back in May, um, but, you know, right before I met him, I ended things with a guy I had been dating for a little while before that Um, not a long time but like a few months it just it's a little complicated because I've known him for like 10 years and he and I had like tried and failed a bunch of times in that time span and I swear like I had this issue just over the years where I would keep trying to fit a square peg into a round hole with certain guys because they were aesthetically pleasing, okay? I would try to make things work because the guy was like 6'3 and up, dark skin with a full beard, nice smile, funny, and um, they were kind of built like a retired football player, okay? And that was like the sole reason because I just wanted the aesthetics of it. I just wanted the vision of what I have for like a partner physically, but I was just completely ignoring red flags or just bypassing them and pretending like I didn't see them. And I, I, it never got me anywhere. And he was the last time that I dealt with that. Now, it's not to say that I don't find Blue aesthetically pleasing. He is very handsome. And other than him being under 6'3", like there's really, I mean, he's he's everything else, right? But he's all that physically plus everything I needed emotionally and mentally and spiritually and all that, right? So I feel like this last interaction that I had with this guy, it was kind of like the final straw of me like settling and just trying to you know force things to work for silly stupid reasons because the way he and I crashed and burned was just insane so 
this guy I met him in school at El Camino a long time ago we had an acting class together and I remember thinking he was really hot and we exchanged information and we went out a couple times but we just never really gelled we never really fit like he is the type of person who jokes all the time can't ever take anything serious um, and I'm kind of like a sensitive person who needs someone a little more down to earth and like in touch with his feelings and stuff. But this guy just really wasn't it, but he looked really good. So I don't know. So just over the years, you know, we've tried and just stopped and tried and stopped, but nothing would ever really like pan out. And, you know, we would part ways for long enough that I would forget why we parted ways and then I see him again and we hang out like once and I'd be like oh like you know he's really cool like how come you know how come we can't make this work let's make this work and then he'd be feeding me the same stuff like man Melanie you're awesome like how come we can't just you know make this work I've always had a crush on you since we had class together blah 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 and in my mind every time I'm like I don't know let's try again and then it just goes left (laughs) and it went completely left for the last time now this guy I mean I I ignored so much and I don't know why he gave me so many icks and there was so much wrong with him that I'm like I have to laugh you know what I mean because there has to be more to a guy than just how tall he is and how full his beard is right but you really couldn't tell me anything for some reason But looking back, I'm like, oh my God. So first of all, if you're a millennial, you'll know that in high school and in middle school, we had a horrible habit that I am ashamed of, of using the word gay interchangeably with, you know, things that were bad or weird, annoying. We just be like, oh, that's gay. That's gay. That's gay. And as an insult to people, we'd be like, oh, you're gay. You're gay. Even if they're not, but we would just use it as an insult, right? I'm glad we all moved away from that as we got older. But I think with my generation specifically, that was just like something that we did. This guy still to this day, probably because this was just, you know, earlier this year, he would always say something was gay. He'd be like, that's gay. That's gay. That guy is gay. Like every like just everything would be gay. And I felt like I was transported back to middle school and I would call him out on it. And he would just be like, it's just a word. Like, it's not, you know, whatever. But it was just like all the time, like, you know, we'd be watching something and a a reporter would come on and and introduce himself and he'd be like, oh, he's gay. Like, what? What What are you basing that off of? You know, if his favorite team would lose, he'd be like, oh, that's gay. We'd be in traffic. Oh, this traffic is so gay. And I'm like, I don't know why I put up with it, but I, I think I tried to. I think I tried to like change him and get him to like stop saying it and it kind of worked for a little while but he would slip right back into old habits it was to the point where I I asked him I said we're gonna call him uh, Raymond I said Raymond are you like are you gay like you can tell me like I'm fully an ally like I don't care just let me know like are you because it was starting to sound like he was like suppressing something like he was projecting like something deep inside because there was just no reason for him to just be like gay 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 all the freaking time and you know for him being overly emotional was gay in his mind so everything was a joke to him he didn't like to be in touch with his emotions at all if I got too emotional or something he'd be like oh don't be gay like (laughs) 
I'm just, I don't know why I put up with this, but that was like a major ick. And then I remember one time I went to his house um, to cook dinner. And this was like a time where we had like reconnected. I hadn't been to his house in a while. And he lives in his old family's house. He lives alone. His siblings have moved out. And unfortunately, both of his parents have passed away, which is important because I think it plays a part in just who he is as a person. And I'll get into that in a moment. But I went to his house prepared to cook a nice little fettuccine pasta, right? Now, I hadn't been to his house in a while. Last time I'd been there, it was a completely normal house, but it'd been a year or two. And returning, he, you know, he opens the door, I go in and it looks like an episode of Hoarders in this house. There is crap everywhere, boxes, clothes. There's a bike in the dining room, like an old rusty bike in the dining room. There's stuff all over the floor. It smells dingy in there. It's dark. Like there's only like a little bit of light coming in. His room was like overcrowded with clothes. He was a big man. Okay. And his room was so small. And I guess it was like his childhood home, but he never upgraded or anything. He was still in a twin bed. He's six, four, like 280 freaking pounds of just solid man in this little twin bed. And he was like hanging off of it. He didn't see anything wrong with it. There was the, and it was just, it was just cluttered with just so much stuff. The kitchen though, mind you, I went over there to cook. Now, when you're cooking at someone else's house, like, I mean, in my experience, you just go over there with like the ingredients and stuff. You kind of assume they have salt and pepper and a pan and a pot, just ran, just regular things, right? So I didn't go over there thinking I was going to need that stuff, but I did because his kitchen looked like a bomb had went off. It was, there was dirty dishes in the sink that looked like they'd been there forever. I couldn't find anything. I mean, I had to like clean before I could cook, which was really annoying. Cause it's like, look, I'm cooking for us. Like you live like this. What do you do on a daily basis? And I had to ask him, I'm like, oh, do you have a, do you have a skillet? Do you have a pot? Do you have a strainer? Do you have a chopping board? Do you have a knife? Like, and he was like, uh, he couldn't find anything either. And it was like, it looked like he was squatting in that house. That's how bad it looked. Like he was squatting in an abandoned house and he didn't know where anything was. Now I did the damn thing okay I made the pasta it was delicious but honestly cooking in that kitchen I felt like I was on some sick twisted reality cooking show where they put you in like a an an old bunker with nothing and you have to like figure out how to make alfredo that's how ridiculous it was and I I made the pasta the whole house was a huge ick and it was an ick when we sat down and he didn't change the channel from the Laker game. He had to watch it. And then it was like just more ick when he didn't thank me or say the dinner was good, but he scarfed it down. And then it was just major ick city when literally anytime, you know, someone, you know, had a foul or missed the three pointer, it was gay, 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 gay. So it was just, it was just a lot. It was a lot. And I don't know, I don't know why I put up with it. I I really don't. And uh, that was that. So 
I think one of the final things that I was just like, this is absolutely ridiculous, obviously. Um, he, so like I said, his parents passed away, uh, not, not simultaneously, but you know, over time they both, they're, they're both gone now. So I, I'm not a therapist, but I truly feel like it traumatized him and he didn't fully process it because he had this attitude of like not taking anything seriously, not wanting to make future plans for himself because quote, I could die tomorrow. You know, what is, you know, who cares? Like we could, we could all die at any moment. I think that was like his way of like coping and, you know, he probably just, he's just really depressed you know I know a depression house when I see one like I've been depressed before and my room looked like you know a tornado hit it like I had so much crap in there and just I would just not have the motivation to clean like and you get used to that surrounding and you just live in it like it looked like he was really really depressed and you know I think deep down for some reason I thought like well if I could help him move past that like he'll be a better man like but that wasn't my responsibility you know that's something he would have to handle himself but um he just seemed just out of touch with his emotions everything was a joke and he just couldn't really take anything seriously and he didn't ever want to like plan for anything he was just it was just really odd but I also noticed that he just he was just I I'm the type of person where I like to you know ask hypothetical questions I like to really see where your mind is at on certain topics I'm an open book I don't think any topic is like off limits or taboo like short of like offending anybody like I'm not going to just say anything but you know, when it comes to getting to know someone and being around someone who could be a potential partner, I'm going to ask certain questions and I'm going to push certain things and I'm going to question you if something you say doesn't add up or doesn't make sense to me or, you know, just doesn't just seem quite right. So I was having a conversation with him and I happened to be on my period and I just mentioned it I was like I think he asked me like how I was doing or whatever like what I was up to and I was like oh I'm just you know chilling I'm I'm laying down I have really bad cramps I'm on my period just casually right and he goes ew he was like I don't want to hear that and I was like I was like like how old are you I was like are you 12 years old I haven't heard anyone say ew about a period since like sixth grade and I mean and he's like what 30 35 years old it was I just I never heard that so I said why are you saying ew it was like it's a normal like female thing he was like well yeah but like I don't want to hear about it and I was like are you serious and I was like what are you gonna do if you have like a daughter one day and she needs you know she has like a little accident or something and she needs you to run and go get her some pads or that's just the situation you have to deal with he was like well I'll just call her mom And I was like, call her mom. I said, okay, well, what if the mom is out of town? What if the mom isn't around? Like, you know, what if it's just all on you? And, you know, what if, you know, maybe there's no emergency, but what if she just wants to talk to you about it in general and just be open about her period? And he was like, why would my daughter come to me and talk to me about that? That's really weird. And I'm just like, oh my God. I was like, okay, this is, this is freaking insane. So I think I kind of left him alone for a day or two after that. Cause I was just so like, just so turned off. Um, but in that two days, uh, he's a very person that was like very active on Twitter 
And I had just gotten back into Twitter around this time. And he was like popping up on my feed because you can see, you know, every interaction that someone does that you're following on Twitter now, even people you're not following. And I noticed that he was um, like commenting the most thirsty, desperate, vulgar things on women's tweets. And he was like asking them out and like, you know, just being like, damn, when are you gonna let me take you out, baby? Look at that ass. Da, 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 da. Or damn, you're fine. What I, you know, shoot, the things I would do to you, blah, blah, blah. And he was like commenting on like girls he wasn't even following. It was like, you know, like those um, social media girls, they post thirst traps and they post on their bikini or whatever. So he's like under girls like this. Girls, I don't even think he really knows just saying these really vulgar just weird things and they're not even responding to him so it just looks embarrassing on top of all that and you know he and I weren't like in a committed relationship or anything and it's not like I thought it was like cheating but I thought it was strange and me I'm inquisitive by nature so I just said um Raymond I said why do you I said why do you comment like all that stuff on Twitter like so openly or whatever and I was like are you like really trying to hook up with these women and he was like no like I'm just I just think it's funny I said you think it's funny to comment like nasty weird things and like fake ask women out even though they're not responding to you and you don't know them he was like yeah what's the big deal he was like why do you it's just Twitter it's just Twitter I was like yeah but like you're a grown man and this is like for the whole world to see and I said they're not even interacting with you I was like it just seems a little weird I was like is this just what you do and he was like what he was like you're the weird one he was like um he was like who trips off of Twitter like you know you're just gonna have to deal with it because this is just who I am I like to have fun on Twitter and just say this and that blah 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 and I was like calm down like I'm just trying to see like why you do it like I don't understand why why that's fun for you like I'm just I'm just curious he got so heated with me so he was like he starts going off talking about I'm a weirdo and this is why we don't work out because I ask weird questions and you know only weird gay people trip off of Twitter <laughs> and I so I blocked him I blocked him in the middle of him talking and I know he hated that because he immediately texted me from like a like a text app like some random number saying this is why we never work out he was like into think this was like in February like close to Valentine's Day so all of a sudden he sends me this screenshot of this reservation at like um Mastro's right talking about and to think and it was like a 10 o'clock reservation on the 15th so he obviously had just done it in that moment to try to prove a point so he sends me this screenshot he was like and to think I was gonna take you to a romantic dinner uh to Mastro's this weekend mind you like Valentine's Day was like that weekend I think or like later that week and this is like two three days before he hadn't mentioned this at all and he knows I'm not the surprise kind of girl so this is complete bullshit he was just trying to make me feel bad and he was like but you don't deserve nice things you don't deserve happiness you don't deserve a man you're weird you're a big weirdo like don't hit me up again mind you he's texting me from a number that I don't have on my phone because I blocked him already and he's just going off so I blocked that number too I block him on Twitter and it just that was the end of that and I was just I was so 
very nearly about to just be like, you know what, I'm so completely done. Like I cannot handle another crash and burn. I I can't, I can't deal with men anymore. I mean, obviously, and I just, I've never been told by anyone that I don't deserve happiness. I'm like, damn, I touched a nerve with him. This, that's incredible. But it just, it really, I wasn't sad or like, you know, I don't know, like super hurt by it. It was just so shocking the way and the speed at which it crashed and burned um, that I was just like, I cannot handle meeting somebody new right now. And like, you know, having to deal with something like this again, but I did take responsibility because I was like, you know what, this was the universe, like making this like, you know, they, they, they filed a cease and desist with me and this guy because they're like, look, she's going to keep, when she's bored, she's going to keep calling this guy up. They're going to part ways and they're going to keep, you know, going back and forth. We need her free and clear for her destiny. <laughs> Let's go ahead and, and, and take this baby down. And I feel like that's definitely what happened. Like I said, I took my played. I take responsibility for the part I played in it because I did keep going back and forth, knowing good and damn well that we just weren't compatible. But I was just like a little lonely, and starting from scratch with someone just didn't sound like fun to me. So I was just trying to, you know, like I said, square peg, round hole it, and it just didn't work. But it was in that moment, like shortly, shortly thereafter, where I just got very clear and specific about what I want what I will tolerate what I won't tolerate you know the kind of future I want do I want to get married yes what kind of husband do I want I just got very very clear on the specifications of you know my future and the kind of love I want to receive right and I had to get really honest like okay well you know what what am I doing that's contributing to, you know, all these failed situationships? You know, how am I meeting these men? What am I, you know, ultimately giving them permission? How am I giving, you know, in what ways am I giving them permission to treat me in the way I don't want to be treated? You know, what am I allowing? You know, how can I go about this differently? I just have to be very, very clear and, you know, particular about what I was manifesting and energetically pulling into my space and I I just did that and I just let it go and like it was like an epiphany I was like you know what I'm very clear on what I want I'm not asking for a lot but you know this is what it is I'm not gonna settle for less and I got this feeling of like you know what I feel like you know, what's going to happen is I'm going to meet somebody great really soon and things are going to progress and, you know, we're going to get engaged. We're going to get married. And I just feel like it's not going to be a very long timeline and it's just going to work out for me. And I'm just going to know, and it's going to be easy and it's going to flow and it's going to be great. And I sat in this, you know, thought and this manifestation for a few months and then you know, I got that notification about that game night that one time. And I see, you know, blues in my life. And we all know how that's going, right? So in a way, you know, my dating life had to literally crash to the ground. 
and then go underneath the ground and go up in flames and disintegrate and kind of be reborn and you know come from the ashes like a phoenix to be able to fly in the right direction and I truly truly believe that and you know thank you Raymond thank you for being you (laughs) because it allowed me to get very clear on me and what I deserve so you said I don't deserve happiness I couldn't agree with you less you were a complete dick but I wouldn't wish unhappiness on anyone. That was just so wild to me. I was like, damn, he is mad at you. <laughs> so I'm gonna leave that there, guys. I'm gonna finish my drink, continue to enjoy my Saturday night, get this uh, all edited and posted for y'all to enjoy. I hope you guys did enjoy and I'll see y'all next time. Peace. Hey guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. Now there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of Vodka Melonade. Bye!